This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mac Weldon and by Calm. One of the tech sectors that has really thrived over the past year has been webcams. If you didn't have a webcam before the pandemic, you almost certainly have one now. And uh, webca webcams can get pretty fancy, can get pretty pricey. There's webcams mm -hmm. with ring lights built in. There's all sorts of other tech to make you look better for the people that you're communicating with through the internet. But at the end of the day, talking through a webcam is no substitution for IRL conversation. It just lacks a certain human element. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there's a new webcam called the iCam that changes all of that. Yeah. As you can see, unlike your typical boring black plastic webcam or one that's just mounted inside the laptop, the iCam is modeled after an actual human eye, complete with realistic flesh, eyelids that blink, and an eyeball that moves, and even a realistic hairy eyebrow. Now, you may be asking why. Well, on his website, designer Mark Tasier, uh, he attempts to explain just what the hell he's done. Eye contact. Human eyes are crucial for communication. Through the look, we can perceive happiness, anger, boredom, or fatigue. The eyes move around when someone is curious and looks straight to maintain focus. We are familiar with these interaction cues influencing our social behavior. While webcams share the same purpose as the human eye, seeing, they are not expressive, not conveying and transmitting effect as the human eyes do. iCam brings back the effective aspects of the eye in the camera. Great. Now, in a lot of ways, iCam is a great reminder that we do essentially have an eye on us at all times mm -hmm. whenever your webcam's set up, which is pretty creepy to consider, even when it's not, it's just when, even when, like a normal webcam and not a uh, disembodied anthropomorphic human eye with realistic skin and hair. You got to give a little FBI hat. <laughs> <laughs> just make a tiny little one. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, this is definitely creepier than that yeah. even. Mm -hmm. Just look at it. Uh, on Mark Tessier's site, he writes, The purpose of this project is to speculate on the past, present, and future of technology. We are surrounded by sensing devices. From surveillance cameras observing us in the street, Google or Alexa speakers listening to us, or the webcam in our laptop constantly looking at us. They are becoming invisible, blending into our daily lives, up to a point where we are unaware of their presence and stop questioning how they look, sense, and act. What are the implications of their presence on our behavior? This anthropomorphic webcam highlights the potential risks of hiding devices' functions and challenges conventional devices' design. Cool. Sure. Great. Yeah. Order yours today. I hope he makes a giant uh, an Alexa one that's just a giant ear with, like, earwax and hair coming out of it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the next... <laughs> It just needs to be over the top with everything. I want computer speakers that are two big mouths on either side of my screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> now, if for some reason you want an iCam of your own, they're not for sale. But the plans for making one yourself are up on GitHub. And Mark Tessier says that he's working on a video tutorial as well. And if you're interested in similar tech devices that have an added human element, uh, <laughs> this is just the latest of Mark's various projects that is uh, doing that kind of thing. A few years back, he created Mobilim, which is literally a robotic finger that attaches to your phone for various supposedly practical reasons. And yeah, he put skin on that one too. Yeah. Now with the eye cam though, is it, can you get like a sexy female eye? I, or a sexy male eye? I mean, can you really tell someone's gender based on their eye alone? I guess the eyebrow, you could style it in a certain way. Yeah, like, uh, you know, eyeliner and uh, whatever other crap people put on there. And it like winks at you. I guess I mean, it can only wink because there's yours. only one. Yeah, it's yours. You can you can make it up as you see fit, I guess. Yeah. So there was that that finger, this, uh, this fun little finger. And then there was skin on or the, the skin on interface, which is 
Literally a phone case made out of artificial human skin. Some real Ed Gain shit. <laughs> um, and in addition to just being an extremely creepy texture for a phone case, SkinOn actually has touch sensors built in, which essentially turn the back and sides of your phone into a giant fleshy touch screen that you can... It detects gestures like pinching and even tickling. Does it have a little speaker where it can go, ooh? <laughs> um, I, I didn't see whether it did or it didn't, but it can definitely detect tickling. And I'm sure it's just a, a couple couple ones and zeros to making it uh, hee giggle. Hee-hee, he, stop tickling me. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that tickles. Yeah. I mean, tickle me, I'm going to figure that out like 20 years ago. Skin on. Apply directly to the iPhone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like with Mark's other devices, uh, I mean, this is pretty impressive from a technical standpoint. But also fucking horrifying from any other, every other standpoint. This yeah. is some uh, David Cronenberg shit. <laughs> but it's cool. It's like, yeah, that would be useful if your entire phone was a touch interface. Hey, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty horrifying, though, I, I'm, unless you're into this, which we yeah. have to assume at least a few of you out there are. You're into, you guys are into ships, fucking canals. So, yeah, sure. What I'd like to see, I would like to own it, but I, what I'd like to see is a fleshy phone uh, case, but it has a full dick and balls that uses a stand. Yeah. And then you just set it down there. You can do all your selfies. Yeah. And then if you need to, oh, I need to go hands-free. You just put the dick and balls out of the front of your pants, and the phone's it's it's secure. And These it's natural. These <laughs> it's, are great it's, ideas. It's natural. Wow. Mm-hmm. You better patent that, because that's going <laughs> to sell like crazy. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, sharks. I'm here with the, All the, sharks. the dick, <laughs> dick and balls. To start a bidding war. tripod. Mr. Wonderful, I think this one's good for you. No, don't don't let him invest. Lori, hey, Lori, QVC? You can see the dick and balls tripod on QVC? <sighs> Anyways, speaking of unconventional uses of otherwise impressive technology, Boston Dynamics' spot robot has been available to purchase for nearly a year now. And while we assume most of the buyers who shelled out $75,000 for it had very practical uses for it, that's, of course, not always the case. We recently talked about that company, Mischief, attaching a paintball gun to their spot robot and handing over control of it to random strangers on the Internet. Before they made those shoes. Yeah. yeah. They, they never stopped working. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston Dynamics, they were not stoked about anyone attaching anything resembling a gun to their robot. That's a stigma they've been trying to avoid yeah. a lot. Um, and now in similar news that Boston Dynamics probably isn't stoked about, but probably to a much lesser extent, a YouTuber has taken a spot robot dog and taught it how to piss beer. <laughs> Great. Uh, it's not entirely clear how robotics YouTuber Michael Reeves got his hands on a spot robot, but he did. And looking at his previous video projects, like a Roomba that screams when it bumps into stuff, a gas-powered fishing pole, and lots and lots of videos featuring tasers and electric shocks, uh, it's no surprise that he came up with the Dumbest use yet for Boston Dynamics technology. This man is a Tim the Toolman Taylor of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Wilson, it's a gas powered fishing pole. What more do you want? <laughs> and then something goes horribly wrong. Yeah, and then he puts a giant V6 motor on his lawnmower and wrecks through the fence. Oh, Tim. Uh, so look, this guy, he mounted a whole beer dispensing system onto the dog, complete with what can only be described as a penis, and use a camera and custom software to make the robot detect when a red Solo cup is on the ground nearby, so it can just go over and piss beer into that cup until it's full. Hot, foamy piss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so like most harebrained YouTuber maker projects, there was a lot of trial and error involved, and uh, even the finished product it's really just a robot dog that just spills as much beer as it pours. But that's part of the charm, I think. It's like that uh, ketchup bottle with the arms that swing. Yeah. 
da 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 da. Yeah, so this exists. Yeah, much like the the fleshy uh, phone and the eyeball, the the pissing Boston Dynamics robot dog okay, exists. I, it needs to detect my mouth. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it senses an open mouth on the ground, it just comes over and it yeah. lifts up. I, I don't it, think this one lifts up one leg, which is unfortunate. That sucks. That's um, shit brownies, too. Yeah. So you might call this dumb, but it's, it, it is ridiculous. And it's probably not even the most ridiculous Boston Dynamics robot we'll be seeing. Well, it's better than the cop robot when they turned exactly. it into cops. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, way, it's still way the hell better than spot robots working for the NYPD <laughs> or like the French military and yeah. any of that. No. Not mm-hmm. a fan. Well, let's move on from robot dogs to actual monkeys. Elon Musk's Neuralink company released a pretty crazy video recently featuring a monkey playing Pong using just its brain. And uh, you'll recall Neuralink's goal is to create a brain uh, computer interface implanted in people's skulls that will allow them to do all sorts of things using just their thoughts and also treat neurological problems like Parkinson's disease. Uh, it's, it's very ambitious, but it's piggybacking off a long history of other brain-computer interfaces that have successfully done stuff like restore some vision to blind people and also allow uh, paralyzed people to control robotic limbs. But the, the image is great. The image of the, of the monkey. That monkey. That monkey's having a great time. The, fir- the world's first gamer monkey. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he yeah. Came he's, for he's already saying slurs. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How did the monkey learn slurs? He's having heated gaming moments. And when yeah. a monkey has a heated gaming moment, that grip. It gets real bad. Uh, upper body strength. You want to get out of its way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, controlling a cursor on a screen with your brain, which is essentially what's happening here with this monkey, is something that has been previously done. What's impressive, though, is the fact that this implant is wireless, and it's so small that it's not even visible on the monkey's head. Uh, the previous ones, it's like you're wearing like a big Cerebro helmet. Yeah. It's not mobile. This one barely could tell us there. Um, and also, like, neurons produce a ton of data, so the fact that it's being translated so seamlessly and instantly into the movements in this game, it's pretty, pretty wild. We regret to inform you, the monkey is racist. Yeah, the monkey is now racist. Uh, as for how they did it, uh, it's, of course, super complicated, but here's the gist of it from Gizmodo. Before he learned how to play the game with his mind, though, researchers first conditioned him to use a joystick, rewarding him with a tasty banana smoothie through a straw whenever he moved an on-screen cursor to certain lit-up squares on a grid. While he was maneuvering the joystick and happily slurping up his smoothie, the Neuralink devices in his brain recorded his brain activity. Monitoring more than 2,000 electrodes implanted in the region of pagers, the monkey, his motor cortex that controls hand and arm movements. Researchers could also interface with the devices in real time by pairing their phones via Bluetooth. That Neuralink data was then fed into a decoder algorithm to train it to predict pagers' intended hand movements in real time based on which neurons were firing. Following a short calibration period, the decoder understood Pager's neural patterns well enough that the joystick was no longer needed. The narrator says that even with it disconnected, Pager continues to move this cursor around using only his mind. He then appears to play a game of so-called mind pong with no joystick in sight. He's a gamer. Yeah. And a, and a damn good one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to get this, this monkey on Minecraft. Think of all things be able to do. I can't wait till uh, one of these companies, these mobile companies, Start pushing mobile games to these whale yeah. monkeys. They got to get the rich ones in there. Yeah, you give them a little bit of banana smoothie, and they'll start just swiping dad's Banana crush. Card. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the practical uses of this kind of thing would be like allowing disabled people to use computers and operate devices without the use of their hands, which might not sound as cool as Elon Musk's uh, his promises that Neuralink's going to make everyone telepathic and turn the world into cyberpunk and whatnot. But it's great news for people who don't have the use of their hands. Uh, and as we 
have to say, anytime this topic comes up, or really any of Elon Musk's predictions for the future, there are a lot of steps between where things are right now and where Elon says they're going. Like it's one thing to launch rockets and have them land. Wow, that's amazing. It's another thing to colonize Mars. Look, he's ambitious. He's ambitious. And it's, and it's great. It, the way he, he, this is the thing, like, you, I loved in the last Neuralink presentation, like, a year and a half ago, where he kept, like, saying things, and you could tell it was making his, Everyone actu- nervous. his yeah. actual employees, like, the people actually working on it were, like, not liking the shit. They're like, Elon, you're, because scientists fucking hate when people uh, do that kind of thing. When they're and presumptuous like, about the, the yeah. evolution of the tech. Yeah. Well, that's, like, here's the good thing about Elon Musk. There, we talk a lot about the bad, but the good thing is, is, like, the dude wants something done, and he throws an infinite amount of money behind something. And in America, if you throw an infinite amount of money behind something, it's probably going to get done. Yeah. Like, just thinking back a decade ago, the fa- the idea, the idea of a rocket coming back down and landing properly was insane. Yeah. That's no, definitely so, impressive. It's yeah. It's just like, that's cool. And then people are like, all right, so when are we going to Mars? And it's like, slow down. There are many, many, many steps between... Yeah. What we're what we're doing right now and the supposed like end goal. So like everyone gets gets excited about Neuralink because yeah. it's like oh I'm gonna it's gonna be Sword Art Online in real life and it's like mm, but you know, that, maybe don't hold your breath. The other thing too is it's like for every absolute smash hit that Elon has, he has like ten of the dumbest things. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that too, and we'll we'll get to a, a recent one of those. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this monkey thing, definitely progress. It's a, a light at the end of the tunnel for people who uh, are unable to move their limbs and stuff like yeah. that, maybe having uh, more ways to interact with the world around them. But uh, temper your expectations. Yeah, uh, but that's general. it's so funny, too, because just based on Elon's online persona, I can just imagine, like, if there's if this is a huge breakthrough for, like, paraplegics or people without motor function, he would just be like, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, that works. That, too. Like, <laughs> It's not really great advertising. Uh, Nobody really likes looking at disabled people. What about a monkey playing video yeah, games? Yeah, so it's it's just disabled like, people. It's sad. It's a, to see you that. know, it's while it's a wonderful side effect of the technology we're developing. It's not really the goal. <laughs> I can just imagine him being like, "Yeah, it's great." Yeah, okay, but like, look at the monkey. <laughs> anyway, speaking of tempering your expectations <laughs> about the future that Elon Musk promises, remember those initial concept videos from the Boring Company uh, about four years ago? They featured a crazy underground labyrinth of tunnels where cars would ride on sleds going extremely fast, getting across town in a tiny fraction of the time that it would take to drive. Wow. It seemed pretty cool, right? But uh, also, this is a country where most cities don't even have light rail. So maybe we should focus on mass transit in big cities instead. No, no. We should have a a narrow system of tubes that only accept one brand of self-driving cars. Yeah. Um, That's what we should do. But look, look, let's give uh, let's give Elon the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, if he can deliver on what's in that concept video, like, you know, that would be pretty awesome. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It would be great if major cities could solve their transportation t- transportation issues. I know, like, New York does okay. But uh, like Los Angeles, trying. Uh, I haven't been to Houston recently, but I heard Houston's still just a nightmare. Oh, Houston's designed entirely for cars. Houston's, like, the worst example of... Uh, like car culture yeah. city. Chicago. Chicago's a very well-designed city. Easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's 2021 now. It's been four years. And aside from the Boring Company test tunnel in South LA, the only tunnel that's close to completion, and I guess it's technically done, is a one and a half mile long tunnel underneath the Las Vegas Convention Center 
that's supposed to essentially do the job that's typically done by like shuttle trams, which is getting people from one side of a giant building to the other. And to its credit, videos from a recent press event do show the tunnel doing that. It works! Tesla cars are shown driving through the tunnel at extremely fast speeds of up to 35 miles an hour. I mean, that's way faster than walking, guys. It is. That would take you 15 minutes to walk that. And now you do it in a Tesla. You, I mean, look, we're not going to count all the probably waiting in line that you're going to have to do or, you know, getting to. I would love the, to see a, a race between faster. a Lime scooter and the person who has to go underground and then get into this and then take it the mile and a half. Or a bicycle. A bicycle built for two. You're just hating. You're just hating. Or a bicycle built for four and it's all tech bros at CES. Or just a like the world's longest like people mover. Why not something like that? Yeah. Walt Disney did this in the 50s. He did. Yeah. He did. But anyways, yeah, it's not exactly at all like what was pitched back in 2017. No, not really. I mean, it's literally just an underground shuttle that fits way fewer people because it uses cars instead of anything resembling rapid transit. And it doesn't even have those, like, things that they park on and allow them to go faster. Yeah. No, it's literally just a car. Each driving. car even has a person in the driver's seat who you're supposed to tell where to take you, west or south. That's yeah. the station I want to go to, the west yeah. station. Uh, can't, oh. yeah, that's, that's pretty lame. Now, technologically, there's probably a lot of very cutting-edge shit happening here, but it's still... Less efficient and less practical than your typical airport shuttle train that takes you from one gate to the other that a lot of airports have. Yeah, a lot of airports, it's, it's quite efficient. You manage to cover a lot of ground just by getting on this, uh, you know, relatively slow-moving tram. That, that, that fits a lot of fits people. Fits a lot of people inside of it. Not, uh, you know, the, the three passengers you can fit in a typical sedan. It's just, I don't know. This seems... And dare I say, if I'm only going like a half mile... I would think it's actually less of an issue to like just walk on and stand than to get into something, put your like luggage or whatever yeah. you're carrying away, sit down, buckle up. Yeah, and this thing it has to go down, it has to come back up. It's yeah, it it. I just don't really see how this is. A the whole point of this, like at the beginning, where I'm like, okay, well, look, this is inefficient for a lot of reasons. Subways exist. Why aren't we building more subways or light rail or whatever? But at the beginning, I'm like, okay, look. If he can somehow figure out a way to make tunnel boring more efficient, yeah. then great. Because then he can just sell that technology to local municipalities and build subways faster. Yeah, well, the problem is the reason his tunnels, uh, his boring is so uh, efficient is because the tunnels are way less narrow or they're way smaller than yeah. a subway sized tunnel. Like this thing, like, yeah, that's another funny thing. It's like the concept videos, the tunnels looked a lot bigger. And like these ones, it's like you can barely fit in a car in there. It's so, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I could see this being cool if he actually, like, they make a fucking bus that you can fit a bunch of people on and it actually, you know, functions somewhat like public transit. But, yeah, just like a bunch of fucking cars. I don't know. I, I don't see why anyone thinks this is cool. It seems like, like, like <laughs> it just, like I said, I want to see a race between someone standing and then they're like, okay, you go take the Tesla tunnel. I'm going to go out and grab a bird scooter <laughs> or a bike, and we'll see who wins in a mile and a half. Because those bird scooters go like 15 miles, so it's like half the speed. That's dangerous. But you're not going down. You're not sitting down, opening doors, buckling in, waiting, yeah. going, then coming all the way back up. 
Yeah, I mean, the Tesla might still win, but the Tesla also has to justify uh, the fact <laughs> that so much like work went into it. When uh, yeah, it's even like yeah. the driving test that they did in LA. It's like, yeah, he beat the other car by a couple of minutes. Yeah, but it seems like <laughs> a lot of, all this work to be slightly more efficient. You know? Yeah. Anyways, so we got more news for you coming up, including another update on <sighs> My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell's exciting new social media network. But first, we need to talk about this week's sponsors, starting with Mack Weldon. The next few months of this year are going to hit a little bit different compared to last year because we're all finally going to be able to go back outside and start seeing friends again. No matter where your adventures take you, bring the comfort and style of Mack Weldon along for the ride. Trust me, your closet is going to thank you. Now, whether it's their hoodies, polos, tees, or active shorts, everything in the Mack Weldon collection mixes and matches seamlessly to fit in with any other trendy products that you have. Now, we're, of course, big fans of Mack Weldon's entire collection, but their pants in particular, I'm wearing some right now. As am I. Uh, are simultaneously the most comfortable sweatpants we've ever worn, and they look classy enough to wear out on the go. It's not usually the case with sweatpants, but they've done the impossible. Yeah. Uh, Mack Weldon's entire collection of socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, and active shorts, they promise comfort and a consistent fit. They look great. They feel great. Whether you're working out, going out, going to work, or even on a date, Mack Weldon is for everyday life. They use a wide range of customized fabrics that can keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. And with Weldon Blue, their totally free loyalty program, level one gets you free shipping for life. And once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. And Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Newsday and enter promo code Newsday. That is MacWeldon.com slash Newsday, promo code Newsday for 20% off. Mac Weldon, reinventing men's base. This episode is also sponsored by Calm. Springtime means looking forward to brighter days ahead, but you may feel like your mental health is still stuck in winter. If you're feeling blue or need a mental reset, it's the perfect time to give Calm a try. We're partnering, partnering with Calm, which is the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added each week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of this show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tech. That is C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash tech for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Calm.com slash tech. Okay, now time for that Mike Lindell news. As we Oh, baby. <laughs> they're talking about me again. Oh. Turns out if I keep doing wacky shit... I get all the free coverage hey, on the internet. Any news is good news when you're Mike Lindell. They're talking about... I'll take what I can get. My ears are ringing. Uh, as we covered in our last video, the MyPillow CEO is moving full steam ahead with his free speech social network, Frank, uh, which was originally, of course, called Vocal until another company called Vocal threatened to sue him. You'd think that a guy who refuses to stop making false claims about election fraud while being sued for $1.3 billion... Uh, because of it, it would have the same energy and defiance when it comes to website names. But alas, it's Frank. And so far, it looks like shit. Yeah, it looks real bad. You'd think with like templates these days, you'd be able to make a fake website. Uh, Very easy template. Look he should have gone to, we don't have them as a sponsor anymore, but Squarespace. Yeah. 
Yeah. WordPress template. There are ways. There is no excuse in 2021 to have an ugly website. WordPress is unsecure. I got my nephew, Mike Jr. to do it. <laughs> named after his uncle. Your nephew's name is Mike Jr.? Yeah, named after his uncle. Those pillows are going to put him through college. Anyway, luckily, free speech warriors who are against censorship from big tech, big tech will soon have a place where they can say whatever they want without fear of being canceled. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe not exactly. Turns out, despite Mike Lindell marketing Frank as a safe haven for free speech, there are uh, some rules. Specifically, it sounds like the Frank TOS will literally just be the Ten Commandments. (laughs) Let's let Mike explain. Oh, great. Now, people ask me, Eric, they said, what, how are you going to, how are you going to, you're going to let everything go, porn and swearing and everything? I said, absolutely not. And here's why. We have a thing we found in the Constitution. And our, our founding fathers that defines what free speech is. And Eric, get this, our, this Judeo-Christian platform we're going to have here, it, it, they go by biblical principles. They, you know, they get to the Supreme Court, you have the Ten Commandments there. And we, you'll see our definement there. So in other words, you can't, uh, you're not going to have porn up there. You're not going to have these sites that are sites that contain material that go against our constitution, go against our, what our founding fathers put in there. It really defines what free speech is. For example, swearing is now you're not going to be able to swear. There'll be four words for sure you can't say. You can't say the C word, the N word, the F word, and you can't use God's name in vain. What a concept, right? Wow. And, uh, yeah, That's really know. puritanical. I like it. Okay. <laughs> wow. So Mike Lindell's response to what he perceives as censorship from Twitter and Facebook is to have a set of rules that is, uh, as that guy just said, really puritanical. Uh, Not just no porn or no racial slurs. No taking the Lord's name in vain either. Uh, That's a ban. (laughs) We're going heavy with the ban hammer. Uh, And just because the TOS is literally the Ten Commandments, there will be no lying allowed. Because the Ninth Commandment forbids bearing false witness, so... Hmm. If you lie, you're out. Interesting. Coming, but I guess who, who's going to decide who's the, who's the liars and who's it's not? It's almost like these things are slightly subjective. I don't know. Liar. Vaccine liar. <laughs> I'm excited for this website. Yeah, because he gets to decide who the liars are. I, this is like, I really want to see how this, If I don't think this is actually going to happen at all, like how he's pitching it, but I want to see it. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, look, it sounds like a place where people banned from Twitter and Facebook are really just going to go thrive. And we can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like it's just, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. He, they can't possibly have hired a team of moderators. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it really does. Lil Nas X is not allowed on my website. No. <laughs> no free speech for him. He also, like, in that in that interview... With like that, I don't know who Eric Metaxas is, but he's like one of the only people other than uh, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, who gives this guy a platform now, but he's like, even this, he's like, yeah. So we have the Supreme Court, the Ten Commandments. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, there are no abortions <laughs> allowed on Frank. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I love it though. I, I want to see it happen on Frank. You are not allowed to hand out water bottles and voting laws. No shellfish on Frank. <laughs> it's unclean. Yeah. <laughs> no meat on Friday night. <laughs> No posting pictures of meat on Friday night on Frank. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the right-wing online ecosystem, a big problem for that corner of the internet in recent years has been the companies that handle web hosting, domain name registration, and DDoS protection, cutting ties with them for 
understandable reason. Yeah. Uh, we saw it with Parler back in January when they lost their Amazon Web Services hosting. But it's been a recurring thing for a while, especially with the more uh, controversial websites like 8chan and the Daily Stormer, which is literally a Nazi website. Mm -hmm. uh, these sites have been forced to seek out partners that are okay with them essentially being Nazi websites. And a recent article in Bloomberg Businessweek uh, profiles one of those partners making that happen. Uh, his name is Nick Lim. He's 23 years old and he owns Von Watek, the small hosting services company keeping the Daily Stormer and 8KUN. Yeah, it's 8KUN now. 8chan's uh, current incarnation online. Uh, the whole article is worth a read, especially if you enjoyed the HBO QAnon documentary and how bizarre all the key players are. Uh, we had a what is looking to be like a very serious uh, QAnon fucking crime committed by a QAnon person here in Los Angeles yeah. involving a killing. It's bad, it's and it looks bad. like they were a QAnon person. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Not sure, but yeah, it's, it's real yeah. bad. Uh, but here's some paragraphs about Nick Lim. Lim argues that the real political crisis facing the U.S. is not extremist violence, but erosion of the First Amendment. He says that restrictions on online speech have already brought the U.S. to the verge of communist tyranny, that, quote, we are one foot away from 1984. After a moment, though, he offers a sizable qualifier. I never actually read the book, so I don't know all the themes of the book, but I have heard the concepts, and I've seen some things, and I thought, whoa, that's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> This is just like 1984. Well, I, I you know. If you have... Uh, I've read the Wikipedia. If you have Audible, it's free on Audible. You can actually yeah. just listen to it in the car if you want to. That's so you can understand what the book is about. Easily the most invoked piece of fiction online. And yeah, I have a feeling a lot... I mean, he actually admits it. I feel like a lot more people are in his position where it's like... I don't know how you wouldn't have read it. I feel like most high schools, like, at some point assign it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, all the books that are like, like, oh, they're banned or trying to be... Band order. I, in high school, they made us read those books. Yeah. And anyway, here's some more from the article. Lim attributes his entrepreneurial streak to a need to put food on the table during an underprivileged childhood, even though classmates remember him driving other kids around in his dad's Lamborghini and <laughs> posting videos of the rides on YouTube. High school peers say Lim was obsessed with ostentatious displays of wealth and talked constantly about Bitcoin and the Wolf of Wall Street, the movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio as a much more glamorous version of con man Jordan Belfort. When he's not doing wheelies on his bicycle, <laughs> Lim now gets around in an Audi A6 with a Harvard Law School license plate holder, which he calls a gag. He didn't go to Harvard or to law school. Came with the car, actually. I fucking, like, these characters, like, the, the Q documentary is, like, fascinating, but, like, my favorite part about it was just, like, all the people involved in this fucking right-wing online ecosystem are all, like, the weirdest fucking people. Yeah, it's like that guy in the Pepe documentary that drives the Lambo and collects rare yeah, Pepes. they're all freaks. I love it. Yeah, yeah, the Bitcoin boom really produced some actual human characters. Really did. Yeah. The article also talks a lot about Epic, a domain registrar where Lim previously worked that's taken on similar clients, whose CEO is named Rob Monster. Uh, in October, Bloomberg Businessweek emailed Monster, requesting an interview to discuss Epic's political philosophy and its relationship with Lim. Davis, the Epic executive, sent a nine-page response arguing that Epic had been demonized unfairly and had done a great job of combating extremism. Davis accused the news media of trying to destroy the lives of Epic employees and said the interview request itself was part of an attempt to manipulate the 2020 presidential election. Quote, the long and short of it is that we don't give interviews to traitors of our country that participate in attempted coups sponsored by offshore money. He CC'd close to 100 other recipients, including the Republican chair of the Federal Communications Commission and the antitrust division of the Federal, Federal Trade Commission and Fox News host Sean Hannity. 
These people are all crazy. I love it. Yeah, this Rob Monster guy, like, another part of the article, they're like, yeah, he used to be pretty normal. And then you know, something happened. Like, at one of our, uh, you know, Monday morning stand-up meetings, he just played the entire, like, uh, video of the Christchurch shooting. What? For, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> he's just like, look at that. It's not real, right? It's fake. We're hosting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty fascinating read. I highly recommend it. Uh, also, definitely watch that QAnon documentary because it is... Great. I was enthralled. Mm -hmm. But anyway, in one final bit of news, uh, you may be aware of the website This Person Does Not Exist, which uses AI to create mostly believable photos of faces of people that don't actually exist. We say mostly believable because uh, it doesn't get everything right all the time. And when it doesn't, the results are horrifying. Um, Thankfully, though, a new website called This Cat Does Not Exist doesn't seem to have that same problem with the uncanny valley because it's cats and not humans. So if you spent all day online looking at pictures of cats and you just can't seem to find any new cat photos to look at, well, there's a website that you can visit that will literally supply you with a never-ending stream of cats to look at. Mm-hmm. The only downside is knowing that none of the cats you're looking at are real, which... Uh, you cannot pet very, the cat. Very sad. You cannot. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's it yeah. for this week's Tech News Day. Um, the Amazon union vote failed, which sucks, yeah. but... Uh, but Mike Lindell's starting my store, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's how we take Good down computer. Amazon. Yeah. Anyway. And oh, Jeff Bezos said in a He's, shareholder yeah, we meeting. we should probably stop treating our workers so shitty. So we're going to come up with a new algorithm that, uh, you know, he literally was like, so the workers are getting worn out because they're doing the same movements uh, over and over again. So if we move them to different jobs on the floor, so, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of legs, a little bit of shoulders, you space it out, then people, they can work longer and uh, not get hurt as much. Oh, great. We're going to analyze people's faces. And when the entire company is sad enough, we're going to throw a pizza party where everyone gets one of those little slivers because we did a pizza. Yeah, we give it to you in a little pocket you wear around your neck, a little pizza lanyard. Yeah, that way you can eat it on the go. (laughs) And once you're done with the pizza, the pizza lanyard, that's toilet. You can shit in it. You can piss and shit in it. Just dump it later. Leave it it in one of the trucks. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, check out our other videos over here. We have uh, our video about uh, Epic Games just just throwing money at, at problems and seeing yeah. if they work. Uh, and then an episode of Weekly Weird News. So check both of those out, and we'll see you soon for News Dump. Bye. Bye.